Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Derek. And this is episode... Uh, 132. <laughs> I don't think I'm, I don't think I said that right. But I was in France for a while, so I learned some French. Tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that sounds so stupid. <laughs> so uh yeah, so did you learn some French? I so I took 5 years of French in grade school. Good lord. Not fluent at all. Clearly. Um I know how to time. pronounce some words. Oh. But you know, you immerse yourself in a culture mm-hmm. and uh you especially when you have to like get around um right. Yeah, you learned some stuff. Um, Emily actually, she didn't. She didn't take French at all. She took Spanish, and so she took. She used Duolingo for like six months before we left, and she used it like holy cow, half an hour a day, roughly, probably almost every day. How does that work? And it's a, it's a free app. Uh huh. They walk you through it. It's like, uh, oh, you know, I like, need I need to get shows the you a picture of an apple, and it's mm-hmm. like ah. it gives you four options, and it's like pum, and so pum. yeah, it's not that's not what apple is. It is. Doesn't seem accurate. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. You want to know what potato what? is? What? Pum de terre. Apple of the earth. Apple of the <laughs> earth. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, French is weird, man. I, I We use Spanish. I mean, I, we have a, my company has a facility in Mexico, so I speak, I don't speak Spanish. I fumble through Spanish. Uh-huh. A lot of those words make sense. And a yeah. lot of the, like, um, Syntax makes sense in Spanish, mm-hmm. but not French is weird. French is weird. Apple of yeah. the earth. Apple of the earth. Okay. Apple of the ground, maybe. <laughs> Something along those lines. So I hope this sounds decent. We are recording on the brand new. And when I say brand new, not just brand new to me, brand new to the world. The Roadcaster Pro 2 uh, mixing thingy. Serial number two. I doubt that very much so, but, um, <laughs> but it's low. It's, it's came out like a week ago. You said, right. Uh, it came out a week ago. Well, this is, we're recording on Thursday. It came out last Wednesday was the, its release date and it showed up at my doorstep Friday. So nice. yeah, I ordered it a week. I think not, I ordered it like four or five days before it came out or something like that. Um, yeah, dude, it's pretty cool. It's got a lot of stuff on it. It's got some, uh, interesting, uh, sound effects. Uh, like, let's roll the slider down a little bit so it's not like super loud. <laughs> I just, uh, I just like triple tap it, but it's really just it's one horn blast. Everybody's gonna be so angry at me. We're gonna go through this, everyone. So if you don't like this, you may want to just just, just mute for like the next sixty seconds. <laughs> so we've got or some skip, skip int- ahead. We got some intro music. And uh, we can slide the slider up and down for that. Um, I don't remember what this is. Oh, yeah. It's the applause. <laughs> we got some crickets. It says right here, and I just, I'm just i not reading it, the trombone. Sad trombone. Yeah, sad trombone. Yay. <laughs> the rim shot. <laughs> the, the A was Steve's edition. Hey. And then uh, the record scratch. Oh, record scratch. I, I didn't know. hear that one. That's the first one. First time I'm here. Ah, uh, you didn't hear that earlier. I, I hit you with I hit you with it earlier. 
Um, so that's those. And then it has some other uh, effects. These are what comes with the board. It's kind of cool. We've been goofing around with it for a while. Uh, we got uh, voice disguiser. You guys will never guess who I am now. <laughs> we have uh, pitch up. So now you definitely don't know who I am. Derek Smeager just giggling the whole time. Uh, we have a monster. Yep. I'm a monster. See, I feel like monster and voice disguiser are so similar. Just monster has extra echo, like you're in a cave. And then I have the uh, megaphone. Megaphone. I am now a large robot. I'm a small robot. Derek said a bad word. Son of a. <laughs> Sorry, late to the Weird game on delay. that. <laughs> and then there's uh, one more thing is just ducking, which where it, if you're playing some music, it quiets it down. Um, so we have all those things. We where, have it this... a, where it puts a rubber duck in your Jeep. <laughs> ducking, this is the Jeep edition. Oh my God, we need a squeaker. <laughs> Every time a Jeep duck is coming out. <laughs> I was trying to get a whack. Um, Ooh, that's good too. Wait, what? Do rubber duckies have a squeaker or are they just. And inflated all the time. And this is my absolute favorite. Oh my god! <laughs> this one I'm not laughing yet. I apologize to the listeners uh, okay. on behalf of Steve. I he's love to use that one all the time. The reverb is is like one of my favorites. This is how I used to have the CB set up in the truck. Is what it sounds. Well, not quite like that. It's a oh, little... you you were one of those guys. Yeah. Oh my god! The small room. I'd every once in yeah, a while like I'd turn on channel nineteen when I'm on the highway. <laughs> Not so much anymore, but I just listen to the truckers, and I'm just like, oh my god! I don't. Why yeah. does he have that huge reverb? Yeah, breaker, breaker. You got a copy on me? <laughs> um, turn that back off. Anyway, tons of cool features on here. Super fun to play with. Been messing around with it. Lots of stuff to learn on it. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I hope the audio sounds really good. We got everything here is set up. Uh, processing is on for all of our things. Oh, Derek's not on processing. Sorry, Derek. I didn't Son have your processing. Now you should sound even now better. I'm, now I'm being processed. Fact. Um, processed cheese. You sound good on my end. So it should be solid. Oh Did my God. You... I just saw a fruit fly fly across the. What? <laughs> There's a fly in here. Yeah. What, what are, fuck? What there, are the odds? You guys killed like 78 in the last <laughs> two episodes. <laughs> what are the odds? Oh, <laughs> wait. We wanted to do something here. Hold on. Oh, yes. The moment of truth. Hold on. Do we want to use the 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 pitching or do you want me to turn on like the rec- echo and reverb for this? Oh, man. I feel like echo and reverb would be this. the best. All right. It's going to be good. This, this one's worth it. Don't fast forward through this one, listeners. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh god how it's a big so room alright wait can you turn on effects for me <sighs> it doesn't work <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh my god you setting the fucking bottle down was like the craziest sound I've ever heard <laughs> I, the, I can't open the bottle. The cocaine is too tight. It's a twist top and I cannot twist it. Oof. Okay. Weak sauce. All right, here we go. Bottle opener. Wait, wait. Echo and reverb. Oh my, you're killing me. I got to get these set on. This is the whole point. This is what the listeners want. I think it already fizzed. 
Oh, well, we're going to find out. Oh, that was so good. You didn't even open it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it takes forever. Sigh. It takes forever to go back and forth between all that. Yeah, dude, it's so it's like Okay, there. What in the world? It was like I don't know if I should drink this. Wait, so Steve, hold on. Can you put the effects on for me or just just you? This bottle makes me a little nervous. Like it was like sealed up and there's like beer on the edge of the cap. Like maybe it like got a little splish splash on it when they were putting it together. Um, mm. I believe that no, only processing for you. I cannot do uh, okay. effects. All right. Don't mess with it. Cause it took, this is <laughs> just so listeners know this is about oh T plus two hours. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. About two hours since we got started messing just around with messing it. around with this thing. Um, so, well here, I'll give them a non here. I'll give them a pro a processed. There you go. Yeah. Taco I should have got it. Should have grabbed a can for tacos. Maybe in the Patreon, I'll grab a bush. There you go. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And you got to say it oh. as you do it. <laughs> you can have that echo. All right. We're going to talk about anything off road related this week. Should yeah, we warn the listeners? 100% going to talk off road oh, okay, this week. Great. Didn't you know? We're nine minutes in. We've totally talked about all the off road stuff. Well, I was off of the road and the <laughs> land and the water for nine hours coming back from Europe a couple of days ago. Totally counts. So that was cool. Give yeah, us it was a, quick, a pretty awesome trip. Give us a quick rundown uh, of the of the automotive related things you did while you were there. Quick rundown. Uh, ooh, 60 okay. seconds. Um, not a whole lot in Paris. Rode a lot of trains, mm. uh, subways rather. Their mm. public transit system in Paris is dope. Really? Um, pretty reserved city. Like not... Like there's good fashion, but like not crazy fashion. What does that mean? Same with the cars. Like they're like, mm. you know, like really conservative, like not a lot of skin okay. showing like you'd see in the US oh, yeah, or okay. even in Barcelona where we ended up. Mm-hmm. Um food was awesome. Got some escargot. Ooh. Shit is delicious. Um, if you like clams. If you don't like clams, you probably wouldn't like escargot. Anyway, <laughs> uh here's some here's a really funny anecdote about automotive related stuff. We were at the Eiffel Tower one night and we went up in it that day. And then at night we came down into the little like uh, the gardens in front of it mm-hmm. to like watch the sunset. And then the lights turn on on it at night. It's really beautiful. A lot of people do this. And we were on like a Monday night or something and it was packed. There's also people like peddling is probably not the right word, but selling illegally wine. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they're just walking around with like buckets with ice in it and wine. And they're like, wine, anybody need wine? Because everybody's sitting there like on a blanket or something drinking wine. Right. And I guess it's, you know, it's a Makes sense. business opportunity. But it's not legal. Just like in the US, it's not legal. Um, and so we were kind of getting annoyed because there are a lot of people doing this. And then all of a sudden we see these motorcycle cops come in and like are chasing these people down over like the the drains around the garden oh like gosh. and like it was hilarious but it was it was super slow motion because like these guys are running with these two buckets and like the motorcycle <laughs> police aren't getting off of the motorcycle to chase them down so they're just like riding behind these people slowly not like trying not to hit the people that are like sitting there having this romantic evening and emily and i are just cracking up it was so funny <laughs> um otherwise not a lot of automotive related stuff in France, but then we went to Monaco and I saw tens of millions of dollars of cars and billions of dollars of yachts. 
Man. Not not an exaggeration. We saw our yacht and we looked up the name and it was $115 million. Good Lord. Yeah, it was, I think, I want to say it was like 78 feet long or 84 feet long or something like that. It was enormous. That's and it was in the Monaco Harbor or the Monte Carlo Harbor or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was cool. That was a good part of the trip. We rented a BMW convertible um, and we got to drive the Grand Prix track, which Ooh. at like 30 kilometers an hour, which is really fucking slow. But it was nice still car. really cool because I grew up playing video games racing that track. And it was a weekend after the Grand Prix happened. So a lot of the grandstands were still set up. The pits were still set up. The like uh, the guards on the side of the road were still set up. It was pretty cool to see that. So, um, And then we went to Barcelona and not really any car related stuff there. Kayaked and we snorkeled. <laughs> <laughs> Technic- technically off the road. Um, so yeah, it was a good trip. And then Emily left her passport on the plane and we got delayed in Portugal for a day. Oh, and it was won. fun. Oh man, you were blistering that track at 18.6 miles per hour. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the speed limit. I might've gone a little faster. Oh, okay. You're not supposed to go any faster than that. Like 22 miles an hour. <laughs> 18, 18 miles an hour is the speed limit. Why is that? It's a racetrack. Well, it's a road <laughs> and the road is, also, is 18 miles an hour. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a very populated area. Oh, um, through like the Monte Carlo. I, I don't know. I think the city is Monte Carlo in mm. Monaco. So it's like the downtown area and like it goes past the Harbor and it goes up by the casino, which is very famous comes down. Um, I think it gets, it, it's probably faster in the tunnel. I think it's like 50 or 60 kilometers, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, you're, you're, it's like driving in downtown Chicago. Like there are small roads. There's people like feet away from you. I got you. So the barriers were no longer set up. They were, but oh. it's still, you still have to obey the the roads. Interesting. Or the, the laws. Nope. Racetrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the BMW is pretty fast. It was an M sport, uh, eight series convertible, I think. Oh yeah. Eight series, mm-hmm. like zero to 65.2 something seconds. Of course you never figured that you never saw zero to 60, maybe zero to 60 kilometers. <laughs> uh, I, I went well because we drove it to Saint Tropez uh-huh. also. How far which is that? Is like a two and a half hour drive. Oh wow! On the highways mm-hmm. and the highway speed limit is 130 kilometers, which is about 80 oh, miles. Good. Um, and there was a Porsche. What's the EV one? Taycan. Mm. But in Europe, they have a Taycan like shooting brake, which is awesome. Um, and that it's like a really fast electric car and mm-hmm. so he like passed me going a buck 50 well not 150 miles an hour 150 kilometers an hour and i was like let's follow that guy <laughs> he seems like he knows what he's doing right so it was interesting um i know this is off-road related podcast but this is car related i always you know a lot of people that listen to the podcast probably know what top gear is and i grew up watching top gear religiously and i never really understood you know when jeremy clarkson or one of the hosts of that show would be like you know, this car is really fast and it's fun to drive and it's comfortable or it's no, it's really fast and it, you know, goes around a track fast and it's comfortable and all these things, but it doesn't have any soul. Uh-huh. And that's how I felt about this hundred thousand dollar Samad uh, BMW that we rented was that Too I was smooth. like, Hmm, I like this car. It's comfortable. It's quiet when the top's up. It's fast when I put it in sport mode, 
but I prefer my $9,000 Mazda that I bought eight years ago because it's just more fun. It's manual, similar zero to 60 time. And it weighs like probably 2000 pounds less than this BMW. Does, does the Mazda rattle? Uh, what do you mean? Rattle? <laughs> Wrong answer. Oh yeah. sounds like a bucket of bolts fell over. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's part of her charm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a little bit. Say what? It rattles a little bit. Yeah, because if it doesn't rattle, then it doesn't have any character. It doesn't have any. <clears throat> you can't feel what you're driving. There's no feedback. That's right. Uh-huh. The other, the other part of it too was they wouldn't give us the insurance. <laughs> oh really? And I was like, I'm like the Mazda. Like if I hit it, like who cares? I get another one. I mean, I care a little bit, but right. like I also know it because I drive. I've driven it for over a hundred thousand miles. Right. And this they BMW wouldn't. I've never driven before on super narrow roads yeah. and like the parking garages with this thing, dude. Holy shit. It's a good thing. It had like all of the sensors, uh huh, like on the sides and everything. And it would tell you exactly where obstacles were on like a screen. Why wouldn't they give you the insurance? Was, huh? Why wouldn't they give you the insurance? He was like, at first he was like, we'll get, we can cover you up to 3000. Oh, and I was like, okay. well, I guess that's good enough. Like if somebody backs into me in a parallel parking spot, mm-hmm. whatever, probably pay for most of that. But, and then he was like, that nah, way I can't even do that. I was like, okay, that's weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. But it saved us money and I didn't damage it. So win, win. I'm going, I'm going to take it a win did, on it that. Did, it did have four wheel steering, which was cool. Oh, really? A quadra, quadra steer. A quadra beamer. Quadra BM. <laughs> <laughs> interesting I, that's odd there are actually a lot of cars I noticed it at, at first, I saw this Mercedes like pulling around one of these parking lots and I was like that rear wheel like really towed in and then it like straightened <laughs> out and went the Whoa. other way and I was like oh my god has four wheel steering like that's cool as hell and so I'm just like parking this BMW I'm like how is this thing turned so tight and I look in the rear view mirror and I'm like oh my god that wheel is turned you look at the and I turn the wheel, wheel the other way that's wild. And so it, I roads, think it only it only does it at low speed, so you can like yeah. navigate parking lots and uh-huh. stuff. That's intense. Like, do they even offer that over yeah. here? Is that a global? Probably. Only? I bet you. I, yeah, that car is offered in the U.S. Hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's the same. What a trip! Um, I actually, when I got back, I saw the top tier Mercedes um, pulling into a parking lot, and I was like, "Oh, hey, look! <laughs> that rear rear wheels turning." I'll be darned. So. I didn't even know. Yeah, apparently that shows how much I follow that. In six figure cars. <sighs> I need a six figure Jeep to do that. Speaking of God. six figure Jeeps, just want to say to all the patrons, I don't like you. That's all. Why? I, because did you not see what went down last night? No, it went down in the DMS. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, oh no. I, but I saw your pictures. <laughs> and now they're starting to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. somebody quote unquote, all of the patrons, uh, <laughs> somehow bribed my wife to get into my phone, go to my Facebook. They sent her the meme of, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a, a annual pass and Wheeler Friday. <laughs> they sent her that. She then put that on my Facebook as my Facebook profile picture temporarily. And, and then, uh, See, the thing is, here's the funny part. Had she was they had to text. So somebody texted her that picture and then she texted, texted it to my phone so she could save it and put it in there. 
and mm-hmm. like pinned as a profile picture and she didn't delete it out of the text messages. And so I saw it. And I'm like, I saw that she had sent it to me. I was like, I don't like you. And, uh, <laughs> and she's like, Oh, you know, ha ha. And then she's like, hey, you know, <clears throat> something about have you checked your Facebook or something like you should, maybe you should check your Facebook or something, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And so I go check Facebook and I'm just like scrolling through the uh, feed and nothing. And she's like, well, check your notifications. I check my notifications. Like I don't see shit. And she's like, that picture there. So-and-so commented on your, on your picture, like that one there. And so she's like, she's walking me through to get to it. And she's like, don't be mad at me. And I'm like, <laughs> whatever. And I open up like, Oh, you changed my profile picture. Right. Like now I get it. But the thing is like, I would have never seen it. It would have, it would have been probably a couple days or better before I would have seen that that happened. If I ever saw it, even yeah. because if it was temporary, I don't know how long it was temporary for. But uh, oh, you mean she uploaded it as temporary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she uploaded it as a temporary. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah, 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 I forgot you could do that. Right, and so like, there's there's a possibility that I may not even have seen have seen it had she not said something. So then yeah. I go into the patrons. Uh, well, so before she even walked me through that, I saw it on my text message, and I screenshotted the text message and put it in the Patreon group, and I was like, I hate you all. <laughs> it, it may have been more colorful than that, but it was to that effect. Um. I told I mean, them it's to, all in good fun. I told them to go somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, and then she walked me See, through you that. Have a button. that. You can, you can censor where you told them to go. Uh, yes. You guys can go. I told them, I think I posted the picture and I said, you all can go yourself. Yep. And so, <laughs> <laughs> um, and but anyway, so then I went and saw the, that she put on Facebook and the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I got, I got a good idea here. And so that's when I went and grabbed the picture of the Jeep and uh, put it up for <laughs> sale. That, that post has like so many comments and it's not pictures. It's a bunch of people like, how much are you really selling it? Really? So, so-and-so buy this before my husband sees it. Like, oh my God, it's yeah, amazing. It was so much. It was ridiculous. Well, well she, so if you ever get tired of the Jeep, apparently you got buyers lined up out the door. It must have been 24 hours because it switched back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. I remember seeing it and I was like, that's funny. He's making fun of himself. 110 comments. I'm, I've been really busy with work mm-hmm. lately. So, uh, oh my God. <laughs> and I think the last time I was on the podcast, I was on it for like all of 15 minutes because I had work to do and then packing to do. Greg, Greg, 3G. Is this still available? <laughs> uh, oh, that's amazing. Only and it is it is super whip. So the, huh? It is super duper whip, by the way. It is super duper whip. You guys aren't sure. Oh my god. <laughs> Jade Jade Berg, you know we'll just find another reason to talk shit, right? <laughs> 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 so anyway. Lots of that stuff. My wife at the very is the last comment two hours ago promoted on only pans, only pans, <laughs> only pans. <laughs> we do that. that your, we do that back and forth that, to each other. She sent me some, she sent me some text the other day. Uh, Cause like on Instagram, anytime you post something, somebody jumps in there promoted on such and such. And yeah. uh, she, she texted me. Some, DM it on alpha vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. DM it on alpha vehicle. She sent me a text and it says, Hey, I love this app for saving money on gas. I've gotten $5 so far. My code is blank <laughs> or my code is whatever for upside. And, uh, <laughs> my response back to that text message was promoted on at summer underscore <laughs> seven. 
uh, well, yeah, we like those to, only pans your uh, your polished lodge. I site. I considered buying that web address. It was sixteen hundred dollars <laughs> when I checked on it. It's cheaper than I thought it would be, to be yeah, honest with yeah. you, considering how famous OnlyFans is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, <laughs> only pants, <laughs> only pants. Uh, we're we are twenty four minutes into this shit show. We haven't talked about anything except for my Jeep getting posted for sale um, uh, and like playing with this machine. Well, I didn't do anything off road related. I did drive the truck today, but you did listen to the podcast. and You wanted to talk about spring retainers. I did. Please bring your um, because Speakeasy was on the podcast last week mm-hmm. and he was talking, you guys were talking about, well, how can you retain the leaf springs and blah, blah, blah. And you're talking about rivets. And I think finally you guys figured it out, but yeah. So there's basically like a rivet that is like a flathead screw. Yeah. It comes in from the top of the leaf spring. So it's smooth on one side and then they get it red hot. Like you said, and yep. they turn it into a rivet head. But then the thing you can do is you could just cut the rivet head off, mm-hmm. hammer that rivet out, and then you have a nice hole in yes. the leaf spring. And so you can either, what I did on mine was I drilled out the hole mm-hmm. to whatever screw size I needed. And then I got a countersink bit and I oh. put a flat head or like a countersink screw uh-huh. in the top of the leaf spring. And then I just put a nut on the bottom that held on like, it said a like super lift or some kind of aftermarket, like, those retainers with yeah. the bolt that goes across, but you can get them in different heights depending on your leaf spring pack height. Right. So I had a lot of, uh, what did he call them? Spun leaf springs. Uh huh. I think my two lowest leaf springs weren't captured. So I drilled the backside. So I even added retainers. I had only two, mm-hmm. like one on the front of each. And so I added ones on the backside on the lowest spring too. So I've got four now in the nice. front, two on each. And they don't oh, yeah. flex your hanger. The keepers that you bought are large enough that they don't, uh, they don't, um, keep it from flexing. They don't bind. Um, they have like, I don't know, half inch, the bolt that goes across the top right. is like a half inch before the top leaf. Okay. So, I mean, I guess if I got taller ones, it might droop a little bit more, right. but I think I'm limited by my shocks. I got you. Yeah. Which is crazy because they're 14 inch in the front. So and it you, seems like it could stand a little bit more flex. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. It needs more. Um, it doesn't need more of it. <laughs> so I uh, went to uh, Apparel Unlimited today and talked to Brendan mm-hmm. about shirts and stickers and koozies for the swag packs. I should check my messages to see if Sackett has gotten back to me yet. But that's what's going to be in the swag pack. Uh, provided that Sackett comes through and then um, and then I have two new messages on here. So maybe be nope. Neither one of them are Sackett. Maybe. Fuck you Sackett. Didn't see I shit. need to see that. I still haven't seen the core logo. Um, It's kind of it's cool looking. Well, so I was saying I'm like we need a combination of complete off road and the total offer podcast logo. And it doesn't need to be for core necessarily. Yeah. But I was thinking we could have a little get or note. Get or note. Get or note with the uh the total offer podcast swoosh. Oh shit. This is riveting stuff. Watching Steve 
search through his messages. Well, I was going to show you the, I was going <laughs> to send you the logo so you could look at it on your own phone. Ah, uh, makes sense. I brought this on myself. But it's even more riveting for the listeners that can't see shit. I don't want to ask you for your email. <gasps> Wait a minute. No, I can't do it. Um, there's some settings in this thing that I can actually do that with where you can like actually uh, communicate back and forth kind of without like saying it. I don't know. Oh, that's I'll, interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It's called sign language. It's called sign language. <laughs> sign me your email. Okay, here. You I know I'm what my email you. is. So, uh, yeah, this is here. Talk to the peoples about your. Oh, I'm, oh, I have to talk now. Okay. Uh, oh, the complete off-road experience. Nice. It's like a, it's got a little tire track. Oh, it's in different colors. Ooh, I like the last one. I don't know how to describe it. It's so blurry. Steve, can you hear me? He can't hear me. No, back up. Oh, sh that's cool. All right. Get back to your post, Steven. I can hear you. I can't. I can't look. I, I realized as you brought the phone up, I can't look at the logo uh -huh. and talk to the listeners about something <laughs> at the same time. So I was just describing the logo to them. Right. I can hear you. It's yeah. fine. Uh, so yeah, we're going to uh, get uh, some stuff going on there with the logo and the shirts and koozies and all the good stuff and swag pack stuff. As soon as Sackett gets back to me about, um. A price. They gave me a price before, but I don't know if that price is still valid. And so I want to make sure it is before I go and um, put the price up for the backpacks. But, but uh, Brendan and I got everything hashed out and um, should be able to get up soon. I saw the golden ticket. It's pretty awesome. Oh, it's awesome. It was. He, cause he has one yeah, printed. And I was like, yeah. So we're, I think we're gonna make it a little bit bigger. It was a three by five. And I was like, I want it bigger than that. I mean, I feel like whoever gets a golden ticket, you should give multiple so that they, cause it's a sticker, right? Yeah. You get so one they can put ticket. it wherever they want. What if they're trying to give it away to somebody? Well, no. Then they have to show up to the event with all the sizes and then they can put it wherever they want. <laughs> but cause, cause like what, like if you want a golden ticket in your window, you don't want like a, eight by 10. Well, no. Yeah. But if you want the golden ticket, like in your garage, you might want the eight by 10. Right. Or whatever. Size. I was you thinking something just slightly bigger than what it is. So three by five is good size, but it's like, I don't know. It's like a, you know, it's not huge. Um, it could which, used to be like a three by six aspect. Ratio. I was thinking, like yeah, was thinking like three by six or like, yeah. um, or maybe like I was thinking longer like that. So I was thinking four by seven or four by eight, like two to one four by eight. Yeah. Two to one. Yeah. Two to one. I think it'd look good. I'm on board with that. Mm -hmm. I'm on board with that. So that'd be a cool, that would be a cool one. And Brendan and I talked about that today a little bit. So anyway, uh, still working on it, getting closer, but I am getting, I'm working on it, figuring it out. So. Well, it's good. They're making progress. Cause yeah. Mike was upset with you last week. I'm getting, <laughs> I won't I say think, the E word. I think I'm going to the what word? E word. Wiener. Excuses. Excuses. I know. <laughs> Wait. <beep. laughs> um, so anyway, I think what I'm going to do with the drive shaft debacle and low key is I'm going to pull the drive shaft that I just had fixed. And I'm going to take it back over there along with the factory shaft that I just pulled out. 
and I'm going to hold them up to Mark and I'm going to say this one, it don't do what this one do. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, this one don't do it. Um, it needs to, it needs the to double card. No worky. It no double card. The double card shaft does not double card. I don't know why. Yeah. I was, I was, so I was thinking about that. Um, obviously the sound, it's gotta be unrelated, right? No, the sound, <sighs> I'm thinking I haven't I haven't switched the drive shafts back out yet, but I'm thinking that it's because the drive shaft was loose. Because but it didn't did. you put the new one in? Oh, so so when you put the new one in, it wouldn't turn. When we put the new all. one in, uh, Mike had the hubs unlocked so he could put it back, put it in, and I he put it in gear, and all of a sudden it goes. But the bolts weren't loose. No, 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 because now it's because the drive shaft is binding. Now, so it's a different sound. It sounds the same, but much more noticeable, and it doesn't require load. Remember, it, it requires load mm-hmm. before. I remember that. <clears throat> and so, what I'm thinking is, it was because I'm I'm pretty sure it was because the bolts were loose. But nonetheless, I will, I will either swap the other one back in real quick and check it, and then take it both of them over there to Mark and have them checked out. But I told Chris yesterday. I talked to him on the phone because he called to check on me after. Uh, Andrea was like, uh, <laughs> you should check on Steve cause his Jeep's for sale. Um, <laughs> and so he called me, he's like, Hey, uh, you good? I'm like, I'm fine. He was like, Oh, okay. Well, I just saw your post My on Facebook. Fucking with me. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, I told him, I was like, Hey, when you get into work on Friday, uh, cause he took today off for some whatever reason, uh, when you get to work on Friday, call Adams. Tell them I want a front and rear shaft for that thing. And I just want all of it. One and done. Just send me a fucking box with all the shit in it. I'm kind of tired mm-hmm. of it. Someone see what that price looks like. Yep. Uh-huh. It's going to be uh, $1,200 probably. $1,200? So you're thinking? I'm I got thinking. The, I got the price. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be four digits. I think the rear was like six fifty or seven with the flanges. For each. Huh? Right. Each? What do you mean each? The rear drive oh, shaft. For drive had, oh, the oh, okay. price for it, added, yeah. It was like six fifty or seven, I think. Um, with with the new thirteen fifty flanges. And then uh yeah, oh, the you have thirteen fifty wait, you have thirteen fifty double carton? I'm going to thirteen fifty double carton. Why? Because I want a slightly beefier U joint. Tell me. You're making faces. I'm thinking, I'm trying to make sure I don't say the wrong thing. Mm. So I, okay, let me walk you through my front drive shaft debacles. Yes. Um, so when I first saw Axle Swap the truck, I had a, I think it was a 3R double card in, whatever comes in square body Chevys. Okay. I don't think that's what Jeeps have. I think they have a, what do you, Spicer? Oh. Is it Spicer or Saginaw? Yeah. Do you know? Uh, I think Spicer, I think. Does it have okay the H the H yoke? Does it have like a round shape around the uh, U joint cap, or is it like a squared off shape? I don't fucking know. Probably, probably okay. round. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I that's a thirteen ten then. Yeah, it's a thirteen. So anyway, probably. this is this is a Saginaw. It's a three R, I believe, or S forty four, whatever. What is what is that? What, um, is, what are these numbers you're throwing out? These are U joint sizes. Oh, I see. They they call it different. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's not a Spicer standard size. It's a different one. GM used them on like half ton rear drive shafts for a while. It's like slightly beefier than a 1310. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of closer to like a 1330. Like it's got bigger caps, but not a huge trunnion. 
Yeah. Um, but it's not a 1410 um, or a 1350. So anyway, so they made a, a, I had a double card and I have a square body. It had that in it. The cool thing about those shafts is that the centering ball is pressed onto the centering stud. Yes. And the interfacing feature with the ball is basically just a bearing cup. It's in three pieces with a spring pushing on it and then grease. So there's no needle bearings or anything like that to get messed up. Um, oh, really? And most importantly, the centering stud is beefy. The issue I have with the 1350 double cardan is the centering stud is like a half inch in diameter, which is not very beefy mm-hmm. um, because the centering ball has clearance in it so that U-joints can go in between the centering stud and the centering ball. And then there's like a, another bearing cup, but I don't I forget how it interfaces and straightens everything out, but whatever the case is, right. The stud is very small because of the needle bearings. Um, Makes sense. Now, if you go to like the BAMF, I forget who makes it, 45 degree, 1410 double card in that costs like $600 just for the joint. You get a three quarter inch stud, which is pretty beefy. <laughs> but I digress. Um, I've never broken a centering stud. So I have, I've broken them twice. <laughs> That's, I don't know but, why. Um, <laughs> I do yeah, know why. I, but. I think, so here's the other thing with the 1350. If I remember right, and I don't quote me on this. A 1350 double carton has less angle than a 1310 double carton. Really? Yes. Which will probably be fine for the rear. It's probably fine for the rear, but be careful on your front. It's 42 inches long. Um, the, for the front stand 1310. Oh, okay. okay. I've never well, broken a front you... U-joint to my re- my recollection. Yeah, you're probably fine then. I don't think I've ever broken a front U-joint. I took the splines out of the front shaft this last round, but that shaft was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like that shaft yeah. was already beyond fucked before this happened. So it wasn't yeah. like a, like a, Oh my God, that's insane. And I was more like, Oh yeah, that's that all that coming. Yeah. <laughs> and still, <laughs> and still didn't break the U joints. Um, that's how my spare shaft is. Like it's, it's probably original, um, splines and, uh, whatever the yoke is, slip yeah. yoke, I guess. Um, and so like when I mount it even into the truck, so it's rigid on both sides, yeah. no suspension. <laughs> I can like, with it how much <laughs> how much down. play do you have you think quarter inch yeah probably yeah this one probably had like half or five eighths. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> maybe more maybe three quarters it was a lot there were zero uh the blue like nylon or whatever's on the shaft that was long gone none of that left they don't know they don't put that on every shaft this one had it oh it had it okay. yeah, the factory actually ones had it <laughs> and it is all gone <laughs> it had rusted away and uh, the cap, the cap that holds the like the dust cap, mm-hmm. would never stay on anymore. So it was always just riding on the on the shaft. <laughs> and uh, the shine, the th- the like splines were showing at ride height. It was just it was just a rough rough mess. Um, yeah. So anyway, the rear drive shaft is forty two inches long. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what the angle of the shaft is but maybe I should take some measurements before I have them build a uh, thing. Uh, Kirk was talking to me the other day. We were talking about building a rear drive shaft for that. And he's like, do you know how far it droops out? And I was like, no, he's like, you should measure that before you order yep. a drive shaft. And I'm like, ah, that means I got to jack that fucker up. You should though. I should. 
you know what? It's not even that hard. Jack up the rear end, put it on jack stands uh, on the rear bumper. Take the wheels off. Take the wheels off. Drop the suspension out. What I should do, what I should do is do that on both ends. But the front should be fine because it's always been fine in the past and nothing's been changed. Yeah. Um, Well, add add a couple of degrees to the rear, too, because the weight of the tires does matter. Yeah, a little bit. Well, and unless there's something that limits it. But straight droop would indicate that you have jumped it. No. Well, no, I guess. If you jump it, if you go from compressed to in the air, it's going to droop more than if you just lift it up slowly because the springs are pushing it down plus gravity. That's what I'm saying. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, you're saying add a couple degrees for the weight of the tires. And I'm saying if it is drooped as far as you're talking about, you have jumped it. Yes. Yeah. Which is. Are you not going to jump it ever? I've seen your front tires come off the ground. It's only a matter of time, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) That would require me to grow some balls and go wheeling. Well, it would require you to go wheeling. That's for sure. Odds are it's not going to break on jack stands. I don't know. That's true. So. uh, I've had jack stands break. (laughs) (laughs) I have too. I rolled one. Uh, actually with the, with the Dana 44 on it. Really? Uh, Yeah. I had the, the 44 was on my little cart, my little uh, thing that Uh I remember really cart and it got, um, I hit like a little bump in the driveway or whatever. And it just completely collapsed one of those defective Harbor freight three tons. Just that's scary. It just just folded a quarter ton. (laughs) No, not even that probably probably 400 pounds. And it was on two jack stands. So like you're talking like Almost a 200, here's the, here's the fucked up part. That's only 200 pounds or like, let's say, let's say it is 500 pounds. I had yeah. an entire OBS extended cab short bed sitting on four of those. Yep. Like that was a lot. That's sketchy as fuck. If you'd have bumped, if you'd have bumped the fender on that thing, like <laughs> <laughs> you're dead. No, I was not underneath of it, but no. uh, yeah, it would have been, yeah. wouldn't have been great. I had to, had to call the owner and been like, yeah, so, uh, your truck fell on the go on the ground. <laughs> it's no good no more. Um, Time to sue Harbor Freight. Yeah, Harbor Freight, your shit's broken. We told you to bring those back. Well, <laughs> shouldn't have sold them to me. Yeah, fix this guy's truck for me. Uh-huh. Um, um, it was just a matter of, of hitting it sideways. They were fine sitting straight down. As soon as you got any kind of deflection, and they were all the way up because yeah, I was just holding matters. the axle. Yeah, it matters. It was, on yeah. the, was on the diff side or the other side? Passenger side, I believe. Oh. Yeah, of course it had the truss on it. but well, The lighter side. <laughs> oh, it had truss? Quote on, man, that's a quarter ton. Quote, unquote, lighter side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both suck but, to pick up. One just sucks a little bit more. Slightly. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, um, I need to do that. I need to measure some of those things and get some numbers and then get Adams to... Uh, build me a drive shaft. Here's the thing. In reality, if they build me a drive shaft for a XJ with a six inch lift, mm-hmm. like a stock XJ, not stock, but like a regular yeah, XJ with a six inch lift, you know, in 1350, it'll be good because that has essentially a six inch, it has four inch leafs under it. It has, you know, approximately six inches of lift in the rear with everything all in and, or maybe even a little less. And, it's also six and a half inches longer than stock. Yeah, I would say just make sure that they get the length right. Yeah, 42 inches flange to flange. That thing's super easy. It's 42 inches in the rear and 33 yeah, in the front. Yeah, but you also, what's the factory rear diff? Is a um, Dana, Dana 35? Dana, or a, yeah, eight and a quarter. 
Oh, eight and a quarter. But it's a low pinion, I'm assuming. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's probably fine then. I was yeah, like, you have a nine inch that could have a lower pinion, but we're only talking an eighth of an inch lower, probably. Probably, yeah. Not much. <laughs> some, some lower, maybe. I don't know. Uh, if you guys have any input on this, get back with me um, in the massages. Uh, let me know what your and, thoughts are. And there's no way that the sound you can you can't make the sound with no drive shafts at all. Like you you put it in gear. Not to my knowledge, I don't think you can. Okay. What if you put? Would have been. What if you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. It would have been like, helpful if, if Mike saw that the put, bolts were loose and he would have like tightened them back up and like, hey, let's move this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's fine. And we also didn't know that the new drive shaft was going to bind. I'm just so confused as to how that drive shaft has been in the rear its entire life. No bind. Move to the front bind at ride height. That Shorter. makes no sense. What? Right. Uh, Not that much. Five inches. Five inches shorter than factory oh, here's, rear. Here's why. Okay. You got to consider. Well, here's a potential reason. Let me let's, put it that way. So this. your engine is not flat. Correct. It's angled back. Right? right. So when you look at your transfer case, it's angled down, pointing closer to the rear diff. Right. The front output now is pointing up. Right. By a couple degrees. So you add those couple degrees and now it has to bend further down to get to the axle. You get what I mean? I see what you're saying. The only thing that confuses me about that is it used to be 38 inches long. So mm-hmm. it's now 30, it's now 33. So we lost five inches. Mm-hmm. Okay. It used so the to angle be, got steeper. The angle is uh, potentially steeper, because, but here's, the, but, but here's yeah. the problem. That's the same drive shaft that was in the back of that Jeep when it was on. Ten, it was a six inch leaf, a four inch shackle and a two inch block. Or like a three inch shackle and two inch block. So like eleven inches of lift in the rear. Where, where'd you go? I'm I'm doing math. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> what, what's the current height? Six, you said. Maybe. And it. How long is the shaft? Thirty three. Forty. I thought the front oh, was forty, or the rear was forty two. The rear. The rear now is forty two. But it used to be thirty eight. Please hold. I'm gonna do some geometry. Yeah, I'd like to see this. I even got my graphing calculator. Um, but that's my thought is like it used to be really lifted, like way more lifted. And it had that same exact drive shaft. Nothing's changed. Except for it's shorter now by five inches. Okay, so roughly fifteen degrees Kay. on the eleven inch lift. Okay. Roughly. Let's see what the front is. Uh, on the six inch lift rear, uh huh, eight degrees. Holy that's counts, pretty significant. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, <clears throat> that's not in, that doesn't include drivetrain angle, right? Right. So if the drivetrain is two degrees back, subtract two degrees from both of those. Front right. six inch. What's the length? Thirty three. You said yeah, thirty three. We're doing. I'm math. just gonna do the six inch. All right. Uh, so, so, uh, Inverse sine times six divided by thirty three. Ten point four. Add two degrees for the so twelve. It's almost exactly the same as your Dose. rear when it was high. Yeah, and never bound. <laughs> mm. Yep. Yeah, that's odd. 
So you said something about the H block having like green paint on it or something. It's pretty clearly your green paint, or is it oh, yeah. possible that it was just no, okay? Hundred no. percent my block. Could Neither. your centering stud have been worn out? He said it was good. Hmm. He said he rebuilt it and it looked fine. It has some hmm. grooving in it, but he said it was good enough. Yeah, so, it wasn't creating, but it wasn't like you when you held it. It wasn't like flopping around, right? No, it wasn't flopping around at all. It, it had, okay. it may have had like a little tight spot as you like as you work it through its full motion. You could feel like click, 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 click. Like that's very fine light, though, because that wouldn't light. affect the binding, right? And the only thing I'm thinking is that the H block is flipped around the wrong direction. It could be, or rotated on the wrong angle. That doesn't seem, I don't think that's possible. No, that's not possible. But no, flip but the other direction. They might have had it clear. You might have clearanced it. I don't, it, it may be clearance. I don't know. Around maybe. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take it down there to them and Did drop you take it the off. whole Jeep to them and be like, Hey, you mm. ever heard this before? Is it the shaft? <laughs> drive it there in front wheel drive. No. <laughs> You're going to make me this. No, it's going to be, this is going to be too late of a night for this. I'm not fucking with it. Um, I didn't say tonight. I, I mean, know, but I like, I'm thinking the about whole Jeep to Hall brothers. No, I'm going to, if I pull the other rear, the front shaft again, which obviously I will, I'll throw the spare shaft that Kevin gave me back in real quick, tighten it up and I'll back it out and pull it back in. I'll know as soon as I back it out into the rocks and pull it back into the garage, I will immediately know, is it still making the noise with the tight drive shaft? But the loose drive shaft makes sense. I don't understand how it became loose. That makes no sense to me at all. Um, but with that said, it didn't click when we left that rock pile, went cruising around. We left the quarry, went all the way to Orange Trail, ran like, I don't know, probably a quarter of Orange Trail. And then when I got into the ice and started mucking around in that ice and goofing around in there, that's when I started hearing it. That's a lot. That's like, what, two, three miles? Uh, it's over a mile. I don't know never, about two, three. Yeah, never heard any noise at all. Fine. Uphills, downhills, all that stuff. Going through orange, tradi- like traditional entrance. Um, and Yeah, and the, and the ice you're talking about was in kind of like the sand duny area. No, the ice, you know, where the mud bogs used to be, like the, the, the bogs. Um, if you're on Orange Trail... There's this, oh, yeah, I know. There's I just know, a clearing and it had these big deep holes in it. It's mm-hmm, not where mm-hmm. the, it's not down in the bottoms, but there's just a spot yep. where like there used to be, the, yep, that's where it was at. I just was cruising along there. There's this little path mm-hmm. that goes around those, those bogs. And uh, I looked over and saw some ice still there. I'm like, oh, and that goes back towards the dunes or kind of towards the woods. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's when it started making the noise and it got progressively worse throughout the day. And I got underneath of it and tried to shake the drive shaft. Like we got out of the ice and we drove to water. Dipped it in some water to clean it, got underneath, looked at it like no idea. I like tried to move the drive shaft. I felt nothing. But if it was so tight, like if it was still tight enough that it was just, you know, the slightest movement, you wouldn't feel that by hand. You know, no, but, and if it was bound. Yeah. Well, I had everything in neutral. Oh. The case was in neutral and the hubs were unlocked. Oh, you could spin it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely not bound. I had, if you I had spin everything it. unlocked and I was shaking it and moving it, trying to see if it was like the centering stud or like something like that. And, uh, I couldn't feel anything. So like Mike said, it wasn't like it was loose, loose. It just, the bolts were all finger tight, not even finger tight. Yeah. 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 Which would be, which would be just enough to make a noise when it, when it, uh, pivots. It could be that it's like, you know, if this is your flange like this, Mm -hmm. 
that it's doing this side to side the bolts are the holes yeah the, the clearance holes touch the bolt threads mm-hmm. are they worn out the bolts you know i don't know mike had it all put back together by the time i got back over here mm. i wonder if I was, maybe the threads are like flattened down a little bit where that'd the be interesting. You can see, yeah. thread of the flanges are not yeah 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 mm-hmm. that'd be interesting, something to look yeah. at for sure but in uh, progress maybe someday Maybe I'm just fed progress. up with this drive shaft <laughs> bullshit. I'm just ready for this thing to just drive. What's your thought yeah. on what's your thought on regular like non double carton stuff? I went to a non double carton in the front of my truck and I never looked back. Yeah, and so what's the what's the advantage of a double carton shaft? Uh, on a front axle, if you drive it on the street in four wheel drive. With load applied, it's much smoother. Be- and, and I mean, you have to get your angles right. But yeah, basically, if your pinion is more or less pointing at your transfer case within a few degrees mm-hmm. and you have a double carton, you can drive it and there won't be a lot of vibration. Um, I broke so many double cartons, I got tired of it mm-hmm. that I went to a single shaft and it's a 1410, so it has a lot of angle. Right. Doesn't bind. And in fact, it's not just a 1410. It's a 1410 from like a tube yeah. that has a, you know, it's got like that big clearance uh-huh. of like a rear drive shaft. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, but I, even with the high pinion front axle, um, I, if I try and drive in front wheel drive or four wheel drive on the street, it vibrates like crazy or it's not a vibration. It's a pulsation. Oh, really? in reality, because what happens is the way the U joints are phased. Mm -hmm. If you get the angles equal or perfectly opposite, like a double carton, Mm -hmm. the phasing cancels each other out. So two times per rotation, the shaft speeds up and slows down. Cause there's a slight bind. No bind. It's it's just the way a U joint works. Like, so if you take, a pen uh-huh. and you spin it uh, and your fingers are like, whatever. I don't know. I'm listening. <laughs> Watch. I, I gotta, I'm gonna have to post a, a YouTube video on the, the trail riders page. So I'll people can check it, it out. Uh-huh. But there's a good, there's like a good 3d model that they show it like speeding up and slowing down. And it's just because you've got four points of contact. Uh-huh. Um, and because at an angle, the bigger the angle, the fat, the bigger the difference is between the angular velocity. So like if your input, your transfer case output, which is the input to the drive shaft is spinning at a constant RPM, the drive shaft is speeding up and slowing down two times per rotation, two or four times. I think it's two times. Yeah. Two times makes sense. So if you have the U joints, the drive shaft will speed up and slow down that no matter what. But if you have the U joints phased correctly, it cancels it out before it hits the axle, right? Hmm. So if you have the same right. angle between the drive shaft and the transfer case as the drive shaft and the pinion, yeah, it will be perfectly smooth. Which most rear drive shafts on every vehicle are like that. Uh, maybe not every single mm-hmm. vehicle. There are some that come with double card and rears, but trucks and stuff that have a lot more clearance come with a single U joint. Right. in the rear and it's fine. Interesting. The reason why I think they put double card in the front so often is because it's a high pinion axle. It's usually facing up towards the, mm-hmm. 
the transfer case. And so it's hard for them to get that, especially on like a leaf spring axle that has the leaf spring perch cast into the diff. It's hard for them right. to get that angle. Well, like down enough. Also right. the, the engine angle makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Cause if you have a two degree engine angle, that means that the front output on the transfer case is pointing up two degrees. That means that your uh, pinion would need to point down two degrees to cancel that out, which is oh, crazy. Well. Yeah. That would be crazy. Your cash would be yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Right. It would drive itself. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you want to go straight. Um, that's interesting. So, so to wrap this up, I know I've been rambling. No, no I went to the single carton joint. Um, because I, I mean, they plow the roads in Chicago well enough that like, I'm never driving in four wheel drive, um, long term under load on the street for very long. Mm -hmm. I'll leave the hubs locked in and if there's no load on it, it doesn't pulsate. Right. Right. The drive shaft is balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I get stuck or something, or I want to take off quickly at a light to like get past somebody, I'll throw it in four wheel drive and just deal with the vibration or the pulsation for like. 20 miles an hour and then I'll put it back in two wheel drive and right. I'm on my way. Huh. Interesting. Very also interesting. my spare shaft is a double card in. So if I break everything in the rear and need to drive home or somewhere in front wheel drive, I can just swap out drive shafts and it's not quite as bad. <laughs> so I remember when you broke down there at flat nasty, when it, when that all went down or not flashy, um, at the badlands. Mm-hmm. And also we saw it, we saw it on the, on the three bears at, flat nasty when you were on mama bear you had your front end up and you're trying to climb up that you had the front end up on top of the ledge and mm-hmm. you're trying to get your back tires to bite and pull you up there and the front axle had so much traction that as you would give it throttle the pin the front axle would just roll those springs and so you're watching that pinion go to an extreme angle that would you know, yep. would never be under like on flex and like that would never do that and so mm-hmm. yeah watching it do that the pinion, I mean, it was crazy. I'll bet that pinion dropped four inches when you put, yeah, when you put load to it, it just pulled that front pinion down. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes total sense why it would bind and break and dis and like growy how his was always pulling a piece, you know, pulling apart. Mm-hmm. Like, makes, well, that's how mine was yeah, before I went makes total to the sense. longs. So started out with the square body Chevy in normal slip length, mm-hmm. like six inches or something like that. Right. Maybe not even. And I used to just separate drive shafts all the time because mm-hmm. that exactly what you just said, the the front axle would basically walk away. If I bellied out, Yeah, it would walk down and the pinion would rotate down, separate. Then you take it all apart, put it back together. And it's fine. Um, and then I went to a long, I think I have 14 inches of slip shaft now, right. which is like crazy. Still kept the double card in. And so now the splines weren't separating that pinion just kept walking more and more and more Until the double card and eventually it, you know, the, the centering stud in the double card and went kaboom. Right. Because, um, because it bound, I assume it bound the, the yoke. Yeah. 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 It bound the so. yoke and, and snapped, the the yoke. which makes yeah. complete sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so that's what something's got to give. And on a 1350, the centering stud is tiny and that's the thing that gives. Right. And that's, that's the Wait. situation I would have here. Mm-hmm. With the shaft mm-hmm. the way it is right now, with it having already having a slight bit of bind at ride height, as soon as I flex that front end out, it's just going to start. It something's got to give. It's here's a, here's something I just thought of: mm-hmm. is the did they replace the flange side of the double carden? I don't know if he put a new one on. Because sometimes the castings are different. Maybe yeah. that's what happened. Because that's I think it's tight. It's the flange side that has the centering stud on. 
No, no, no. It has the bearing cup. I'll go. I'll go look after this between the yeah. between this and the Patreon. I'll go look at it real quick and take my knife and give it a little scrapey scrape and see if there's any green paint on that flange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That may if there's not. That might be it. Maybe the yeah. H yoke and the new flange don't play yeah. well together. And that may be the case. And I'll go take it to him and be like, figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might just take a die grinder to it. Hey, I paid a lot. I paid a lot of dollars. Yeah, that's fair. I paid. I paid enough dollars. It was just short, just short of four hundred dollars for a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Yep, cheaper than a brand new shaft. Well, we're gonna find out. That's true. <laughs> you're gonna fuck around first. We're gonna fuck around and find out. Yeah, we already fucked around. Um, you fucked around. Now you're gonna yeah, find out. Already yep. fucked around and spent four hundred dollars <laughs> on a rebuild. The rebuild, I will say. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but the men- the rebuild on that shaft was two new U joints in the H yoke, um, and then he cut the shaft and shortened the length. It's that that's the one I had made with quarter inch DOM, so the yep. super thick wall. Um, cut and shortened that, and then he put a brand new uh, set of splines on it, and everything from the splines down, like that whole that whole end is brand new. Okay. So the slip yeah, shaft, yeah, yeah. slip that's shaft. Pretty, that's actually pretty good for that price. Yeah, it's not too bad. It was like two hundred yeah. and some dollars in in uh, it was like two hundred and sixty or two hundred eighty dollars in parts, and then a hundred and fifty or something like that in labor. That sounds about right. No, it wasn't bal- balancing. Oh, is is an art. Yeah. Um, because I'll do, I'll even go to the dry shaft place up here, and just to get a two piece shaft balanced is one hundred and twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm but that's a two piece shaft, up. and that's a little bit trickier. But right, because there's three three weights instead of two. But still, mm-hmm. um, speaking okay. Speaking of drive shaft, you mentioned a quarter wall DOM shaft, yeah. which is like the craziest thing ever. Yeah, I have. I think it's one fifty six wall. It's the thickest Meritor shaft that they offer in three and a half inch or whatever I have mm-hmm. in the back of mine, and I have had that axle with a tire in the air and the weight one tire in the air and the weight of the truck on the drive shaft. Good Lord. And it's fine. All so nine, you're going to be totally nine, fine at quarter inch. All 9,000 huh? pounds. Well, not no, the other <laughs> tire was on something, but it's pivoting. The entire truck was pivoting on the drive shaft. I literally felt the truck <laughs> rotate as I spun the tires Jesus. a little bit. Um, it was in uh Windrock. It's not great. That's probably, that's probably what close to a thousand pounds. Something probably. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah, I had to build it out of quarter because I was just like, you know, if I bump it, if I drag it on a rock, like, why not? A little extra, a little extra, extra. Yeah. Yours is three inch in diameter? Three and a half. Three and a half inch diameter. Mine so is. So smaller diameter is going to be even more resilient to yeah. dense and stuff. Not bending, but dense. Right. That's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Mine, I don't, I think mine's like two or two and a quarter. So like maybe, maybe two and a half, maybe two and a half. We'll no, 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 no. That's too big. I think it's two. Yeah. I don't think great. two and a quarter is a, dri- a drive shaft size, to be honest. It could be. Maybe it's it is. Two. Maybe it is. Two inch quarter wall DOM. Perfect. My spare shaft is two inch. My main shaft is two and a half. Gotcha. I know because I ordered the tube to extend. I, I made my spare shaft longer. And I think I balanced it myself on the truck which was an interesting experience. So here's some tech. Yeah. I, I knew we were going to talk. We were going to get into some off-road stuff. We just didn't know what yet. So exactly <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. So 
my main chef because it's the single card and I knew it was going to pulsate at least. So I was like, you know what? I don't really care if it vibrates because I'm not going to be driving it on the road a whole lot anyway. And it turned, I, I did my best to get it as straight as possible. And so what I did was I benefit of an MP205, but you could do this with any transfer case. If you just either pull the rear drive shaft or jack the rear end of the vehicle up is unlock the hubs and somehow disable the, <laughs> the forward motion of the vehicle or disable the rear output and then engage the front output. So put it in four wheel drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I, I press fit tack as much as I could press fit. If I could get away with that too, and then just spin it by hand, get it as close as I could tack it. And then, um, actually I don't even think I used the truck to drive it. So take everything back. I just said, disengage <laughs> the hubs put it in two-wheel drive, spin that motherfucker by hand, mm-hmm. and put a dial indicator somewhere on the vehicle and just measure the run out. Oh, yeah. And there's some specs online. All I did was I just looked, what, like, what's a typical drive shaft run out? And it was, like, I think 7,000 or less. Yeah. Did you get and to that? And so I just I've tried to fall within that, and I'd tack it, measure it again, make sure it's good. If it wasn't, I'd hammer it on the other side, tack it. Every tack, I'd measure the run out, every single one. And then eventually I got like six or eight tacks and I was like, all right, time to burn it in. And it did. And it stayed less than whatever run out it was supposed to have. Really? And no weights. And when I don't have load applied to it, it doesn't vibrate at all. This is the front. The front. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. So then my spare shaft was always a little bit short because I was always separating um, the splines. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'm ordering all this stuff from the drive shaft. The Northern drive train, I think, is where I get most of my drive shaft parts. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll just get some DOM for it, some right. drive shaft tubing. And so I cut that tube out and I lengthened that one. And that one, I got the run out as close as I could, but because it's double carton for whatever reason, um, it still vibrated just a teeny tiny little bit. And so what did I do for that? Oh, I took a hose clamp. Yep. <laughs> and I put it on there and I'd spin the thing up. I just did this in the driveway because I just disengaged the hubs and the rear output. That's when I was using the engine to speed it up. Mm-hmm. So I give it gas, feel the vibration, put it in park or neutral or whatever, loosen the hose clamp, spin it, and then just kind of work my way up until it was right. And then I took a washer that was about the same weight as the hose clamp and tacked and it on there. Tacked on there. Perfect. Good to go. It's awesome. So my dad's old school, like mechanic in the eighties. And he mm-hmm. learned a fair bit of tricks from his dad, who was a mechanic long before he was. And, uh, one of those tricks is that, um, when it comes to drive shafts, like out of balance or lose a weight. So he had a, he had a 80, a 19, his 80 or 81 old 88 Delta 88. And, uh, bought it out in Cali. It was a super nice car, but you know, just an old boat. And, it mm-hmm. flung one of the, it somehow flung one of the drive shaft weights or something. And so it had a mm. driveline vibration. And so he jacked it up through the back end on jack stands, put it in gear. And he, uh, he did something similar to what you did, but he took a, just like a dial indicator, except for he just took a, like a oil, an oil marker, an oil crayon mm-hmm. and just started and just slowly moved his hand up until it started going on the on the drive shaft and you slow it down put it in park and there's a perfect mark where it's at put your weight on the opposite side of that 
and their Bob's your uncle. And so he did nice. that on, he did that on that car and fixed the driveline vibration. And then my Mazda, I had a, I had a drive shaft shortened for the Mazda. I went to the junkyard, bought a drive shaft and to replace the drive shaft I had because I needed it to be shorter because I changed the rear end. Went to the mm-hmm. junkyard, picked up a drive shaft, brand new one, took it to, uh, Silvers had them shorten it because they need to be three inches shorter than factory and went to put it in. It was three inches too short. I pulled the drive shaft out of an automatic pickup and didn't realize that it was a different length shaft. Oh no. So I literally went to the junkyard, bought the shaft I needed and then <laughs> took it and had it shortened. Nice. Yeah. And so I was like, well that took, and it was like 80 bucks or something back then to have it shortened and, and I was like, well, I don't have 80 bucks to you know, waste on that again. So I need to figure something out. <laughs> and so I think I took the other one that I had, the old shaft, and cut it down and then put two shafts together, whatever, weld it back together. Of course, welding it together on the bench, like, yeah, that looks pretty close-ish. And now, way, way oh, off. Yeah. And uh, so same thing. But it was a mini truck and it had the bed cut out. So you could jack it up and just sit in the bed and do that same process. <laughs> and so, yeah, we just nice. threw it on some jack stands in the driveway and, and put it in like fourth or fifth gear or something like that and let it idle and then just marked it. And then I threw uh, what I, I did. Um, I did sticky weights. I threw, really? I threw like a half ounce or three quarters of an ounce or something like that. I worked the sticky weights on it. No, <laughs> the first time I did it, I didn't have sticky weights. I literally grabbed a one ounce. I think it was like literally one ounce um, weight like wheel weight mm-hmm. threw it on there, zip tied it to the drive shaft and then wrapped it in duct tape. <laughs> I was like, yep. And, and it worked fine. And something happened. Something happened. That weight either worked itself loose or I decided that wasn't the best solution. And then, yeah, I just threw sticky weights on it and then did the same thing. Just threw duct tape around it well, to, to wrap it. It wasn't the best solution. <laughs> of course not, but it worked. I mean, it was better but than what I had and yeah, yeah. back then. If I had no money to get that shit fixed. Right. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, you can do that. You can literally just mark it. You can, let your drive, the drive shaft rotate and spin or whatever. And you can mark literally where it's out of balance. Um, that works well that where it's run out is at least. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes, yeah. so at the front drive shaft, it was a double card and the run out was in spec, mm-hmm. but it still vibrated, right? right. Because the, the casting of the yokes and mm-hmm. stuff like that still it's not all perfectly. Yeah. So it's, Even if it's, it's not always true. perfectly cast. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it needed a little bit, but, and I think it still has a really fine or high, you know, low amplitude vibration, but like it's a spare shaft. So I was like, you know what? It's fine. Yeah, it's that big a deal. It's One a thing that's interesting shaft. that I did not know, and probably a lot of people know this. Um, when I, so my truck was 148 inch wheelbase before I shortened it. Mm-hmm. You guys thought 136 inch for Matt's yeah. uh, Cummins truck was long. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> 148 is long. Um, so as it and not turns 20. out, yeah. what else is long? The rear drive shaft. <laughs> <clears throat> right. So my one-piece drive shaft that the truck came with after oh I did God. the solid axle swap did not last very long. Replaced it. Also didn't last very long. And I was like, how am I going to get around this? So I was like, oh, I can get to put a two-inch, not two-inch, two-piece drive shaft in the rear mm-hmm. and get that angle steeper, right? Most people are like, steep drive shaft angle is not good. But when you have like a three-degree drive shaft angle yeah, and you go to a six or eight makes a huge difference on clearance. Right. So put in a carrier bearing, got a shaft from a, I think it have two fifty or something like that. It's a 1410. Um, and it worked great. 
except I kept the front section of the shaft. Didn't need to shorten it or do anything. And I was like, okay, I'll just bring this to the machine shop, the rear section, to shorten it to the length I need. Mm. Gave them oh. that. They balanced it. Put it back in the truck. The worst vibration I've ever felt of drive shaft in my life. And I was like, what the fuck? I had them balance it. Yeah. Call them up and they're like, I'm like, I have a two-piece drive shaft. And they're like, that I that you had you guys shorten the rear part on. And he was like, oh, you need to bring in the whole thing. <laughs> whole thing needs to be balanced as a system. Yeah. So if anybody's out Damn. there. Yeah. Balance Probably. the whole thing. Does it, need, does it need to be phased also then? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I got it back, he was like, uh, you know, make sure you mark. If you ever take this thing apart to put a U-join in, make sure you put it back the same way. All right. Yeah, so I, a... I, I always take mine and I put two little dimples in it on the, the side of the yoke that they need to line up on just in case, like whatever marker I put on it rubs off yep. or paint over it. It's a good way to do it. Drive shaft tech. We had all the drive shaft a, tech. What are we going to call this? I have this? some more. Get shafted? I have some more. Derek, Derek goes, Derek gets shafty. Fully torqued? Oh, no. Fully torqued? Like, whoop. Just the shaft. Just the shaft. Ooh, Your like shaft that. is wobbly? Wobbly shafty. Just shafts. Just shafts. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 132, just shafts. I'm just talking about shafts. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you want well, bad mother? Shut your mouth. <laughs> 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 anyway, right, one more piece of well, this isn't really driveline tech, but it's some something really cool. So, I have a two piece drive shaft with. Now that I've shortened the wheelbase, I think it's at like a ten degree angle or something like that, and it it rarely gets into the rocks, but sometimes it does, especially with the anti wrap bar mm-hmm. that protects it a little bit. There's uh. It's Jonathan, I think, Rios. He's got a regular cab, long bed, square body on 43s, uh, 42s or 43s. And he's got like the steepest drive shaft angle I think I've ever seen in a two piece. Oh, if you really? look at the truck from the side, you can't see the shaft. You can't see the drive shaft. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got the, he's got that BAMF, uh, 42 degrees double car down in the rear mm-hmm. and the pinion on his rear axle is pointed way up. So wow. it's like, it's like a perfect, like, like it's completely above the leaf springs. <laughs> That's what Rector said. And <laughs> yeah, like it's completely flat belly all the way to the tire. Really? There's nothing there. Really? Yeah. Like my truck, truck can kind of see the drive shaft stick down a little bit and the anti-rep bar, otherwise flat belly, but his is just like completely hidden. Is this it's the, crazy. Is this it's the awesome. red one you guys wheel, wheel with? No, I this uh where he's located. This okay. is tan, desert tan. Oh, okay. I was um, thinking on the red one you guys deal with. I want to say he's he's out west. Right on. Share Wait. pictures. Okay, I gotta write this down. So Rios's truck. What was the other thing I was gonna send pictures of? Uh, oh, it was drive the shaft YouTube phase. link. It was the YouTube link. Mm-hmm. Yep. The drive shaft phasing video. Right on, right on, right on. You ready to wrap this one up and move right. on to the Patreon? I'm, I'm out of drive shaft tech, guys. That's oh, good. actually, no, I'm not. I'm no, he's not. But oh wait, God, there's more. So, much. so you know how you can balance tires with tire beads? <laughs> Tyler Jones. What are you doing over there, Steve? I pushed the wrong button. Oh, okay. You have a, but wait, there's more button. Oh, I have, I have, no, it's. 
oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> well, that's good. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there are certain I, people that are going to hate that. <laughs> I know. Uh, so Tyler Jones taught me or told me this. I've never tried it myself, but you can balance a tire with beads or antifreeze. You can also balance a drive shaft with antifreeze. Drill a hole in it, pour an antifreeze. Well, the right amount. I don't know, and then yeah, the right you know, weld it back up. Or... <laughs> yeah, I've never tried it. Can, but can, wait, you can, can you it. use mercury? Yep. <laughs> it's really expensive, though. <laughs> wouldn't take much. No, it wouldn't take much. Um, I assume you could probably use like ball bearings or something real small. But uh, it makes. I mean, it makes sense. Uh-huh. I I actually don't. I can never wrap my head around the fact that the the tire beads or the balls or the the anti-wrap the physics god damn it the anti-freeze wants to go to the like it wants to make the thing spin smoother that part makes sense to me because it's like the least resistance Uh but like why wouldn't it want to jump rope like if it's if it's if you've got like a really uh high run out yeah why wouldn't the beads want to go to the outside? You know what I'm saying? I have no idea. I don't either. Physics. I, I gotta I gotta figure out the physics to this. Maybe I'll report back the next time we talk. Oh, the podcast. Can. There's a couple people on one of them social media sites that do physics things like that. Maybe we could get one of them to tell us. We should get engineering explained on here. Ooh. Do you think he's he too would, famous? Do you think he would like to play the game of uh terrible solutions to easy problems? <laughs> he would he would give us the like very very detailed reason why it's a terrible solution. so he would validate our terrible solutions mm. maybe we should see if he wants to co-host all right what was what was your terrible solution last week i feel like i had things to i say don't about recall that. i i right. never remember anything about this podcast once it's over, I'm like, I like okay, power. I power listened to those two podcasts, so I'd be up to speed. Did you put, for on, this did you put on high speed, did you? you gotta, oh, I should have done you that. Speed it up. No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, no, I listened we to talks. them in real time, but I was like, yeah. making excuses to like go drive somewhere so I could listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I, I when I had time, I would uh, just go mow. Back like in 2020, when I was hot and heavy, and mm-hmm. like listen to off road podcasts and things like over podcasts in general. Um, I still listen to a lot of podcasts, but also mix up with music and listen to a lot of yep. YouTube videos and stuff like that as well. But, uh, when I was hot and heavy into that and I was binging a lot of podcasts, I would mow and mow and mow. Like I'd mow <laughs> my yard, the ditch, the quarter mile long ditch all the way to the hard road. And then there the was bridge. a, oh. and then there's a two and a half acre lot down there. And I would like my mowed that entire thing. <laughs> Two, two reasons. And then you'd go one, back over the lines on yours. To the <laughs> oh, we got 15 minutes left on this podcast. You have to go back over. Yeah, there. right. <laughs> Make sure there's nothing standing up. Um, You're like, yeah. all right, I got 15 minutes. I could probably do that extra lot. And then you get done and the, or you get like halfway done with it. Uh, and then oh. another podcast starts. And you're like, man, I really got to gotta mow everything again. I'm, I did it at the wrong height. <laughs> I guess I'll go across the hard road here and hit their house. And yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, Steve, what the hell are you doing? That's what I like. Mowing your yard. You're welcome. Shh. Just let it happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, let's wrap this thing up. You ready? Like you did the weight on your drive shaft. <laughs> Come on. You got a button. 
Hey, got it. You did? I didn't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that, we're going to wrap this podcast up. Check out our partner company's complete off-road. Chris would like you to give him a call if you need something. 563-583-5363. If you don't know that number, just Google completeoffroad.com. Check out Crawler Off-Road. I'm pretty sure that Rick would like you to call, like not necessarily call Rick, but Rick would like you to go to their website, crawleroffroad.com, and and see what they have in stock to offer you. I think that your recovery gear is lacking something. It might be a 10 foot long tree saver, might be a nice new shiny synthetic winch rope, Mitch. Uh, It might be a, a, even a clevis or something like that, or even a, a a, a snatch ring. You never know. Yeah. Or, or just a regular soft shackle. They got six, 10, they got six inch, a 10 inch and a 10 foot. I believe with a 10 foot, the tree saber soft shackle, but uh, nonetheless, they're nice. I gotta give me one of those. Go. If you like this podcast, go pay complete off roads website, a visit, just swing by, check out all they have to offer. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't sign, find something you need, then no problem. If you do, then maybe pick it up, but, uh, go check it out. Uh, I think the discount code is still top 10, I believe. Um, should still be there. Why are you looking at, why are you looking at me, Steve? I don't know. I don't know. You've been listening to the podcast. Maybe it was there. Uh, I'm just trying to help. I just trying to get Rick some, some traffic through the old website, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They no, got stickers. You should, you, you should go look at their website. They have awesome prices and they got a ton of parts. They do. They got all and the if things. they don't, if you can't find it, call Chris, he can probably get it for he you. Can probably get it, but he'll probably get it through crawler. So <laughs> <laughs> you can always just go on, on uh, Instagram to crawler off roads, uh, Instagram page and shoot them a message and say, Hey, I was on your website. Couldn't find this. Do you guys have that? Can you get it? And he'll tell you whether or not they can or cannot. So with that said, Go check out Off-Road Anonymous. Jacob always has discounts every week, a special. I don't know what this week's is because this is a new week, but last week you could have been like Steve and you could have gotten some more grinder mounts. I'm all caught up. I now have like 46, I think. Oh my God. So I think I'm solid for Um, I can't wait for this freaking garage to be done so I can drop a cool... Many dollars. All the organizations. All uh, the dollars is. I but the garage it. is still standing, so it's going to be a while. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, permit process is happening right now, so that's good. And last but not least, if you need to air down with ease, if all you want to do when you get to the trail is just flip a little quarter inch, uh, quarter turn valve and watch your vehicle go down while you're packing the rest of your stuff up from getting unloaded or, you know, getting off the road, whatever you need to do, you need to go check out more flight M O R R F L A T E.com. Tyler makes a pretty nice product for letting the air out of your tires. And then at the end of the day, say you're at camp or something like that, you're wrapping up, but you're not going to drive home. Maybe you just need to hook up your more flight, kick on the air compressor, crack a cold one and uh, sit back and watch the tires go up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you, even if you are going to go home, in fact, if you are going to go home, you might want to do that. <laughs> That's what I do every time. You, you may want to air up, but you may not want to crack a cold one. 
Ah, yes. Yeah. yeah I don't do the, cra- I don't crack the cold one. No, it's no. a cold it's not LaCroix. The cold LaCroix. Coca-Cola. If you get a good iced tea that you want to Yeah. They don't crack though. I would you gotta say. Get that, you got to get that carbonation. I would say if you wanted to, uh, <laughs> you know, start airing on your tires and smoke a stogie, you could. There you but, go. but the problem is, is that your tires will be out of air before you get the stogie smoked. Pretty sure. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, probably. Nonetheless, hands-free deflation and inflation. Available at moreflate.com. So go check them out. Those are our partner companies. And they have a compressor too, right? They do. The 10.6. It helps. You need to get me one of those. It helps get the tires back up. That is a lot of CFM. Mine, I think, is four, yeah. seven or something like that. Yeah. It's a it's a nice little so compressor. I got one. It would, it would bring my fill time down from like 12 to 13 minutes to about six. Something like that. It's pretty fast for 440s. Mm-hmm. I think my time, and he was looking into it, but I think my time for my 40s, he said his time was something like that, like five or six minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. The Cherokee on the 40s was, I think, like nine and a half minutes consistently from, from, five, from five to 25 or five to 28, something like that. That's yeah. about what I do. I do yeah. eight to 30. I don't know. He said it was a little off from mm. what his was doing. So we were uh, trying to contemplate that and figure that out. But Weird. he also, I think his new order, they have tweaked those compressors a bit. So, yeah, uh, it's what I heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, here, here's, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. 12 minutes is faster than I can convert the truck back into street mode. That means mm. putting the sway bar back on, right. disengaging the hubs, putting some stuff back in the bed or whatever I need to do reorganizing the cab. Cause it always becomes a disaster after wheeling, <laughs> get my drink out of the fridge for the drive home, the Coca-Cola and or LaCroix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 12 minutes is nice. Six. Yeah. I'd be like, shoot. Is it full? Is it full? Is it full? But the nice thing is, is that you have a, a homebrewed version of the Morflate, And so you're running the same concept. And the nice yeah. thing about that is, is all four tires. Why are you got to give me time. away, Steve? What? Why you got to tell it's everybody? Because man, you came out. I think you had that before Tyler uh, built his Morphlate. I've had well, it for a long time. Well, maybe before Tyler went public with the Morphlate. That sounds case. about right. Yeah. I've had it for a long time. But uh, and it the Morphlate is definitely nicer. Oh I, yeah, mine is made it's from refined. like not Flexzilla tubing, and it is a pain. <laughs> yeah, yours to is the coil back up. Here's the far less convenient version. Yeah, I need to upgrade with three Ys. <laughs> upgrade with three <laughs> Ys. Where do those Ys go? I don't know. Though the listeners who watch Park Parks and Rec, I think, will understand that. It's U P G R A Y Y Y E D. Upgrade. I see. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's from Parks and Rec. I don't oh, know. Actually, boy. now I'm second guessing myself. Oh boy. Oh, anyway. We need to end this show. It was a bad one. What? Uh, you got any last words? I do. Get out of your comfort zone. Speak a language that you don't know. Go to a place that has strange food and try it. You might find out that you like it. I like it. Don't that have to go like far. Get out of your comfort zone. Over. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, same applies for going on the trail. Try an obstacle that you don't think you can go on. Even if you can't make it, you might be surprised. You might be. And with that, we wrap up episode 132. And as always, 
We'll catch you on the trail. That was great. <laughs> was I it was good? expecting like a. <laughs> that was so much better. Yes, yeah. I should have done that. I, I I need to set the pads up to do the uh, reverb and the echo at the end. Oh my god, that yeah. would be good. <laughs> Next time. Next time. <laughs>